Turn your Bibles with me to the book of Proverbs chapter 3. Proverbs chapter 3. Proverbs chapter 3. My son, forget not my law, but let thine heart keep my commandments. Verse 2, for length of days and long life and peace shall they add to thee. So the benefit of deliberately soaking the word of God, deliberately reading spiritual books, deliberately reading your Bible is to give you long life. If you don't do well in that, you are subtracting long life from your own life. So, making sure your head stay in the word of God. Making sure that when you are even tired, you are still listening to preaching messages. When you don't feel any energy to do more for God and you are weaned out, you are tired. Deliberately still be soaking the word of God. Because Proverbs chapter 3, verse 1 to 2 tells you that those who keep the commandments, those who read about it, and those who practice it, long life will come to them. So if you are interested in long life, this is how you get long life. If you are not interested in long life, that is a different story. But if you're interested in having a long life, stick with reading the word of God. Stick with listening to the preaching messages that you see us preaching every day. Stick to reading your Bible as, as unseemly as it is. It is what gives you long life. It may not be attractive like Facebook. It may not be attractive like Instagram. It may not be attractive as um, TikTok or WhatsApp or whatever. Those ones don't give you long life. So know the difference well and make good decisions. Some of you, you are cutting your lifespan because the things you keep reading them has no life in them. Do you want long life? Read the Bible. Do you want long life? Listen to preaching messages again and again, even when you are tired. 
Do you want long life? Then read spiritual books. Keep on reading it. Whether the world change into everything becomes IT or no IT. Your influence should be that you are influenced by the word of God. Because the Bible says everything is passing away. Everything is passing away. But Bible says, So, no matter what, we cannot contradict the word of God. Don't let anybody make Christianity cheap for you. You just wake up, you come to church, your pastor preaches for you, you go home. You don't read the Bible. You don't read spiritual. There are pastors who struggle even to read their Bible. If we talk about 365 days, there are pastors who don't read exactly every single day. They don't read their Bible. You know, they don't read. And it's the same thing that goes with even members too. They don't read. But if you want long life, if you want, the Bible says in verse 2, it says, for length of days and long life and peace shall they add to thee when you stick to the word of God. When you sing, add the word of God to it. When you pray, add the word of God to it. Whatever you are doing, it's like the word of God is like a sword. No matter the big meat, which may be your financial breakthrough, you will still need salt to make it chewable for you. You still need salt for the food to be properly cooked when you put it into the pan or the saucepan. So, my brothers, it is imperative, very important, as a child of God, if you really want to live longer, don't come to church and say because you are in church you will live longer. There are things we do in church that makes you live longer. And the Bible is teaching you right now. Some of you like reading the Bible. Some of you like reading spiritual books. Some of you like listening to gospel songs. Some of you likes not just soaking the word of God. If you miss this four together in your life, you live longer. If God's word is true and cannot be broken, then you and I, we cannot break this word. We simply have to adjust our life. And those of you who have made your life so busy, you are busy to have no place for God's work. You know, there are people who wake up early in the morning. The first thing they pick is their phone. Even the phone, when they pick, they don't read the Bible. They don't even pray. They don't even turn the worship song on to be grateful to God. They just start their life. Some of them, they start their life with stressful thinking. What they will eat today, where they will pass, where they will go. Unnecessary things. But seek first the kingdom of God and all other things. And still you are not seeking first the kingdom of God. Okay. Three. Let not mercy and truth forsake thee. Bind them about thy neck. Write them on the tables of thy heart. So shall, do, so shall thou find favor and good understanding in the sight of God and men.
Let me read TPT for you. Hold on to Hold on to loyal love. TPT for you. Hold on to loyal love and don't let it go. And be faithful to all that you have been taught. Let your life be shaped by integrity with truth written upon your heart. Now let's look at verse 3 and 4. Let's start with King James. Let truth and mercy be around your life. You can remember the day you chose not to be merciful to people. You can also remember the day you chose not to be truthful. The Bible is also teaching us here that anyone who is able to hold truth and mercy and applies them gains favor. So before you come and scream on God to grant you favor, are you truthful? Do you lie? Is truth found on your tongue? Before you claim God should favor you, the natural and practical way for you to gain favor is truth and mercy. It naturally gains you favor, not only in the sight of man, but also in the sight of God. There are people who are not telling the truth, they are in church praying for favor. There are people who are not merciful. They are in church praying for favor. You know, we are in a strange world now. Everybody wants an opportunity. Not everybody. Good Christians don't do that. Looking for an opportunity to exploit the other. be a so people can tell the truth. In church, in the house of God, you ask somebody, did this happen? So it did not happen. The person is even lying. People now have no fear that they even lie to their pastors. And yet when we start praying, I mean, look at it. If your life is full of truth and mercy, and you know it's difficult to apply the truth. Because when you know the truth about someone, for instance, if you know the truth that someone is lazy, and the person comes to you and asks you for money, you're supposed to show the person mercy again. As if you're encouraging the person's laziness. So it's not easy to learn the truth. The Bible is saying that if you have mercy and truth with you, you will naturally gain favor before God and people. You will not need to tell them anything. You will not need to impress them. It will just come to you naturally. And what God wants us to do, 
You try to use prayer to get it. Then he says, write them on your neck, bind them around your neck, write them on the tablet on the table of thy heart. Now, look at the TPT. Hold on to loyal love and don't let go to be faithful to all that you have been taught. What is the meaning of loyal love? When somebody loves you and adds loyalty to it, that's in the state forever. Because there will be enough as a reason why people should leave you. If people love you with loyalty, they will still be. But if people just love you without any good reason, that love can be created. That should also tell you that not everybody can love you loyally, or not everybody can possess loyal love for you. Because loyal love is the equation of truth and mercy together. It's when the person is showing you truth, the person knows who you are, the person still shows you mercy to be with you. That is what we call loyal love. And my question, you should ask yourself, how many people in your life have loyal love? That should give you a fair idea how you should play your cards. I'm asking you a simple question. How many people in your life have loyal love for you? They say that one of the reasons why the elderly people, their marriage was sustained was because of this attribute. Unlike today's generation, not many people have loyal love. Once you offend them, they'll pack their bags and leave as quickly as possible. And when there is no loyal love, something will not stay for a long time. So, I pray God brings you such people. Then he says, let your life be shaped by integrity with truth written upon your heart. When the pastor is there, what you said should be the same as when the pastor appears. When you are in your home, how you behave should demonstrate what you behave. So, if somebody is visiting you and now you are putting your room in order, if somebody is visiting you, you are now putting your room in order. It's not a good thing. Then before nobody appears, still put your room in order so that when they come, you just open the door, sit down, 
and stop this pretense because when nobody is there that's who you really are for those of you when nobody is there you are thinking defeating thoughts it means you are a frustrated person simple as that and the best thing for you to in fact to help you recover is to know where you are but when you are there and you are thinking about victory thoughts you are planning you are worshipping God when nobody is there that is really who you are I don't need to be speaking in tongues when you come around me for, for you to know your pastor is prophetic or spiritual. So there are certain things you should take away from your life. Choose to have the same balance. Be yourself. And not just be yourself so that you stay lower spiritually. Be yourself that you keep on upgrading yourself when no one is there. You've decided you read spiritual books. And stop watching TV. Stop watching telenovela. Because of telenovela, you, you have, look, if you calculate the amount of hours you have used to watch movies and telenovela, if you don't take care, by calculation, by default, you have no, no working time. You know, we have 24 hours together. Out of the 24 hours, sleep almost takes about almost 6 to 12 hours. Old. It means you have 12 hours. Where you go, where you walk, where you bath, where you eat. So the real productivity time may be about 3 to 4 hours. And then you use that one to watch TV. No wonder you don't learn. The productivity hour in 24 hours is between 3 to 4 hours. Even in the 3 to 4 hours, by the time you finish one hour, you've lost concentration. Maybe you have to bounce back, I mean, do something else, re rekindle your, your thoughts and come back and continue, especially when you are steady. That's how I steady. One hour, I stop, I do something else, then I go back fresh again. Then you can even see the four hours you have achieved it. See, so four hours is your productivity. Telling of it takes one hour, two hours, gossips, phone. Now phone can even take some people's productivity, even when they are at work. Take the hours. You can see people really have problems. So, have a life of integrity. Be yourself. If you know you are weak, ask God to strengthen you. But don't see your pastors, don't see church members and pretend. Be yourself. Because somebody didn't say hallelujah to what I'm talking about. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Amen. You know, sometimes it's very, very sad. Um, you won't get people with. And sometimes it's people. Especially people who cannot add loyalty to their love. Because some people have messed them up. That mess them up. And sometimes too, when they mess you up and you don't quickly grow out of it, that messing up will keep driving people away. Ah, till you come to your senses one day. And I hope it will not be too late for you. You see. I always pray that God send good people in my way. It's one of the things I always advise you to do. You have a lot of people who have loyal love for you. 
So write it in your book or write it somewhere to pray for people who have loyal love for you. All right, let's continue. Verse 5 and 6. Trust in the Lord with all thy heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy path. Trust in the Lord with all thy heart and lean not unto thy own understanding. Mm. Now, this is the secret to outermost spirituality. To trust God. It's a life of faith. And it's a life of walking in the power of God. Are we together? I said, are we together? Yes. The Bible said, trust not in your own understanding. Now, if you have a remote control, you go to, you get to your home or you're in the house and you know how to use the remote control. And previously, listen to me, give me your attention. Previously, your mom or your auntie tried to use the same remote. The person could not use it very well. And then you came in, you used the remote, and you helped him or her to use the remote very well. Do you think that the next time you come, if your grandma or your auntie is holding the remote again, what would you say? You say, let me help you. That is understanding. That is leaning on what you know. This example is an example of someone leaning on what you know. It is like you leading a song in church every day. A newcomer comes to the church, doesn't have an idea, the requirements and the rule. And out of faith, you don't lean on your expertise. You say, you try it and see. Today, you sit, let's see. That's why it is called the point of faith. It is where you are matured. It's where that, it is that place where power does not consume you. That the knowledge God has given you, that the understanding God has given you, that the anointing and the skills God has given you cannot control you still in demonstrating humility. That is leaning not on your understanding. So that even though you have learned, you still knew and say, so that you will not say, ah, I've learned, I've learned, I've learned, I've gone to sit on it. You still say, God, help me. You have money in your pocket, but you are still praying that God caused me to be prosperous. Not because you want more, but because you want God to understand. And you have come to that point that you are not leaning on your own understanding. But in all your ways, you keep acknowledging. What is acknowledging? Giving honor to whom honor is due. Meaning that every step of your way, so that when you look into the mirror, something will tell you, you look beautiful than anyone. Then suddenly, the understanding ah, me, I am blessed, I am beautiful, I am handsome because of the grace of God. Not because I have something. Then the devil will shut his mouth. Then that thought will vanish away from you. Then when you meet people, you will not live highly above them. You will not try to, like, 
You are trying to act like that because you lean on your own abilities and your own understanding. Dangerous attributes. So one of the things you need to do is to trust. You see, and that is the only way you stay away from your own abilities. You trust God. Like the example I gave. The young girl or the young boy has never sang in front of the whole church before. You know Bishop will query you if you don't sing properly. And Pastor Kevin is holding the microphone. He's about to sing. But suddenly he hears a small voice saying, let this guy sing. And then he said, you do it today. That is when you know Pastor Kevin can sing. He is gifted. But it is being led by the Spirit. That's why I say it is the place for mature people, not for babies. I want you to walk to somebody and tell the person that don't lean on your own understanding. <laughs> Glory be to God. Glory be to Jesus. What a dangerous attribute to lean on our understanding. Even in conflict resolution, somebody comes to you, he tells you a very nice side of the story. You think you understand the situation. You should let the other person speak so that you hear what the Holy Spirit is saying. It will help you. Amen. I pray that you ask the Spirit of God even to help you understand what we are saying. Because this is an example of, because you can hear the word of God and it's like it's for someone. That is leaning on, it's an example of leaning on your own understanding that this message is not for you. I pray the Spirit of God will make you know yourself. Okay. All right, let's add some verses to it more. All right. Verse 7. So those who are asking God for directions, look at verse 6. Say, in all thy ways, if you acknowledge him, if you let God start it, then you direct your path. No, you don't go and choose the girlfriend and then come and ask God to help me. Is it he, is he this girl? Glory be to God. Hallelujah. The place is too quiet. Hallelujah. And then you get yourself into problems and then you are blaming everybody. Can we continue? Yes. Let's look at the next one. You see, in Proverbs chapter 3, it does two, two things. Okay, so be not wise in thy own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. Then look at what he says again. It shall be health to thy navel and marrow to thy bones. <laughs> what does it mean to be wise? In okay, let's do TPT. Seven of TPT. Don't think for a moment that you know it all. That is TPT for you. 
Don't think for a moment that you know it all. For wisdom comes when you adore him with undivided devotion. And avoid everything that is wrong. Then you will find the healing refreshment your body and spirit long for. Let's blend the two understanding together. So this is now teaching you that as a child of God, you should fight against wrong thoughts. Thoughts that causes you to exalt yourself. You see, when you are sitting there and wrongly you start thinking about certain high things that you ought to be, you know, the Bible says that uh, let each one of you not think highly of himself than he ought to be. See, God is not saying don't think highly of yourself, but don't do it more than you ought to be or you are. You see, what makes you better than someone? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Because there are people who praise and God calls them. And there are people who do not pray and God calls them. So your own, your attention must be fixed on God. So that when you come to church and you are standing in front of the church performing, you are not even looking at, you are, your mind is set on God. You are looking at how people are looking at you. When you get up, you are thinking about how... You see, our minds must be guided with the word of God. And that is where you know truly that you are living a life to please God, not to please man. Your thoughts, your ideas are not the word of God. If those thoughts and ideas are in the word of God, it's because it's the Holy Spirit that is speaking it to you. That source is the beginning of a wayward Christian. When thoughts overshadow, you see, he says, don't be wise in your own eyes. You think you are smart. You have escaped everybody. You have dodged everybody. It's like you have, you have mastered the art of hiding yourself. Oh, the Bible says that the punishment for that is your bones becomes weak. Because whenever you also don't do that, God strengthens your body. He's talking about, this scripture is body blessings. You know, the, the TPT adds spiritual blessings to it. But if you look at the King James very carefully, he says, your nava. What is nava? Who can help me in nava? Nava. All of you, where is your nava? Yes. God is interested in your Nava. This should give us an idea that there is a powerful role for the Nava. Because we could have mentioned any part of the body, but he's saying the Nava and the marrow. I wish I had a scientific revelation about Navas. Or maybe I had a, 
a doctor or some exposition on what the Nava does. From today, I'm going to read about it. But he's talking about the marrow, the place where blood is produced. That one I know. By God's grace, I know. That is where blood is being produced. If there's a problem in your bone, you are in trouble. You are in trouble. That's how far the word of God can travel. So when you come to the New Testament and the Bible says the word of God is able to enter into your bone marrows, it's already in the Old Testament as we are learning. It is the nature of the word of God to go everywhere. You know, my trick him. I'm just on me a smart, my smart you think you are and you see and sometimes eh, it is better to to let God lead you than try to be crafty you know <laughs> may the Lord help us may the Lord help you begin to speak in tongues about that Pray the Lord, don't let me be wise in my own eyes instead of relying on you. That you will fear the Lord. You will fear the Lord. You think nobody is there, you are doing me. You are doing yourself. <laughs> it will come out. The thoughts in your head, that wicked thoughts inside your head that you have been promulgating. Remember, say, let truth and mercy be with you. And he said, you will have longer life. Proverbs chapter 3 verse 2 said, you will have longer life and length of days. You want to live longer? You want to have longer days? Hayata katiriyatashaya. Pray for yourself and stop thinking about other people. When you are preaching, you think it's for someone. It's you the word of God is coming to. It's me the word of God is coming to. Ask the Lord, Lord, help me. You are like a student in a class. When a, a teacher is teaching um, symbiosis, he says symbiosis is for Abigail. When the teacher is teaching on um, 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 what we call Sokatua, he said, oh, those masks is for Philip. Every subject is for someone else, but not for you. Then the exams comes, they add all of them together, symbiosis, so they add all those things together. And then you cannot answer two questions out of the three questions. Because you said two does not belong to you. You said when it comes to reading the Bible, when he says, walk in the fear of God, you say, that one is not my issue. When you say, don't be smart in your eyes, you say, that one is not my issue. So you, you are smart, you have just dodged two. In the same place, you will fumble. So pray that God will help you, strengthen you. In these difficult seasons and timings, when difficult seasons and timing, when there are many people that are walking in, in their understanding to be led by the Spirit of God. Pray that Holy Spirit lead me today. Holy Spirit, give me that balance to be led by you. Pade shokoro ade. Le kotabaru zataya. 
How can somebody quench your fire? If one brother offended you, does it mean God has offended you? You are using that to wipe away your commitment in church. What kind of sinful life is that? That is also a sin. Walk out of that shackles. Walk out of that that dark covering and tell yourself you are holding truth and mercy. As you hold the truth, still be merciful. When Jesus holding the truth, he was still merciful. Look at what he told the woman. He said, woman, where are your accusers? He said, they are all gone. He said, okay, me, I will accuse you, but go and sin no more. That is truth and mixed with mercy. Adei, lemrato zepreto zendara, in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. All right, let's add two verses to it and we'll wrap up for tonight. Are you being blessed? Yes. All right. Nine. Honor the Lord with thy substance and with the first fruit of thy increase. Let me read TPT verse nine. Glorify God with all your wealth, honoring him with your first fruit, with every increase that comes to you. Forget about this is Old Testament and forget about this is New Testament and just obey the word of God and stop this unnecessary separation of God's word. God says, look at the scripture well. Let me, let me. say, honor, I've taught you honor. What does it mean honor? Is to fix a high value on something which you could have given a normal value. So honor is deliberate. So there are times you'll be giving to God, you will not even want to give. But you should give. Like this end of this month when we are going to have our harvest, you should deliberately honor God. Not because maybe you have more, but just obeying God's word is enough. It's an honor the Lord with thy substance. So what he's trying to say is, what substances that do you have? Let's look at the word substance in, in the Hebrew. It, it talks about price. It talks about value. Honor God with something you have priced. Honor God with something you have valued. You know the things you are priced. Go to your wardrobe. You see that particular chain there? If somebody is picking now, you say, no, don't pick that one. Do you know the reason why you said don't pick that one? Because you have put a value on it. Ah, the person is picking that other one. You say, oh, pick this one. Do you know why? Because you have not put any value on it. So people put value on things they really love and honor. And God says, honor me with things you put value on. So it's not about just giving maybe the man of God some gift. It's not just about honoring the church with something. It's honor the church with what you love so much. That's what God is telling you. That's the meaning of what is here. Not just giving anything to God. Yeah. Yeah. You know, nowadays you don't have 
people who teach the word of God, so have all ideas in people's head. It's amazing. You know. Honor the Lord with thy substance. That is a different statement. The next statement is end with the first fruit of thy increase. What is first fruit of thy increase? Anything that comes to you as a surprise package. Anything that, that is higher than you. Any breakthrough that is higher than you. For instance, I have, let me give an example with shoes. I have five shoes. Five shoes. By God's grace, I get another six shoe. Now, this six shoe, no, I get, let's say, three additional shoes. So I get eight shoes. If I look at this shoe right now, I have been increased than usual. Because most of the times, I buy one shoe at a time. But this time, I've been able to buy three shoes. Something automatically should come into your life to say that I will honor someone with one of these shoes. Let's bring it to a layman understanding from scripture point of view. Now, a lot of things have been quantified in money. So we can talk about money, can't we? So for instance, you receive a pay of 500 cities. You are there. Then your boss says, now I'm giving you 600. The hundred on it is an increase. Give that first fruit hundred cities to God. And the next month or whatever, continue enjoying your 600. Whenever there is an increase in your life, remember God in that increase. You, you are smart. Your bank manager knows all the monies in your account. And because sometimes you want to punish church and you want to punish men of God, or you want to be hard on the work of God, you say, oh, dear, I don't have... Nobody even knows what you have in the first place. Do? Do somebody knows? Well, I'm told there are prophets who are able to see people's accounts. Well, that's not my business. But when God increases you, you alone knows the increase he has given to you. You alone knows it. Nobody knows it. I don't know it. Your pastor will not even know it. For instance, Ananias and Sapphira, when they sold the property, nobody knew the amount they sold the property for. But they came to lie about it and then they died about it. So don't try to, like I said, don't try to impress them. You and God knows what God has given you. I don't work with you in your company. I don't know what you do or whatever they give you. It's between you and your managers. And you see, the sad thing is, People try to hide certain things because maybe they are tired or maybe because they have had bad experience with certain people taking advantage of them. But I want to encourage you. There is good places to sow good offerings. There are good churches that need good offerings. And you don't need to be afraid. Some of you, eh, if we follow the 2080 principle, sometimes when you go to a place, 20% gives 80% of the money even the church needs. And sometimes 80 people, 80% people, give 20%. Here you are. God has kept you in the church. You've grown. Now you have a good job you are doing. 
you have the ability to give 80% to support the church because there are people who are now also growing like you used to be. There were times you didn't have that 80% in your authority that you could give to the church. You used to be in the 20 category giving 80. Now you have reached a certain point. God has supplied all your needs. You can give 80 straight away as part of those who are 20%. You can just give 80 like that. And when you get to that point, you have changed. God was the one that brought you the increase. What did the scripture say? Paul said what? I sold. And God brought what? God gave you the increase. <laughs> and you know the first thing that came to your mind with your increase? I'm going to spend this money. You are in luxurious hotel. You are on your phone checking the next beautiful thing you can buy. And you know the sad thing about material things? You use it for a few period of time and it passes away. Another person brings another upgraded version. Another person brings another new cloth that is better. Look, stop living such a life. And me, I'm, I'm not. You know, one day I was speaking to God. And I realized that the devil likes attacking people who are well-to-do. To have weird mentalities about giving to God. I said, God, I'm going to talk about it. I'm going to teach about it. But I also want to do something about it. He says, son, what do you want to do about it? Says, I want to build a prosperous life too. Look, if you think God will wait for you forever to give to his ministry, to give to his work, God will wait for you forever because you have, now you are playing games on pastors take money, this. You are using some, some nice way to logically satisfy yourself. God is raising an army of pastors too who will not be looking at what men, they will just be providing for the kingdom of God. God is raising an army like that. And I'm part of those army. And I pray that you become part of those army. And I also pray that you also be a member army. So that it will not be only pastors. God is making us blessed and prosperous. And you also as a member, you will be blessed and prosperous. You see, this is one of the things I love about Nigerians. They are givers. They just give like that. You know, especially to the work of God. You have had an increase. You should even come quietly, just drop it in the basket. It's between you and God. You not even go and see the pastor. All my children, unless by my directive, every time you start a new job, the first pay, I make you give it all to God. Unless by my directive. Honor God with your substance. And all my children that follow that path keeps on getting prosperous every single day. You know? Oh, if another pastor messed you up, that does not mean some of us, we don't, we don't have the fear of God in us. Oh, Obroni, Obibini, or whoever you are. Because you know one thing, I mean, I lost my dad. And during the up and down, I decided to Organize everything, doing the up and down, going up. I understood that life is funny. Because even sometimes the money in your account, it should make meaning why you have it. 
you will give your whole heart to those things. You will give the, your whole heart to the things you think you are working for. But those things suddenly, so sad, will not give you eternal life. Look, you can buy spiritual books. Just tell yourself, every month I will buy spiritual books for people I don't know. And, and their lives will be transformed. You are creative in doing and wasting your money on pubs, parties, and all unnecessary. But you are not creative with your money in the things of God. What a shock. If you look at people's bill, you could see where they have placed God. Especially those who are asking God to bless them, no. Let me even leave these people, these top people away. Let me talk. There are people they don't have. They are believing God to bless them. And if you see in their money, their budget, where they have fixed God, you realize that Charlie Obeche rough. Obeche was rough. stingy. arms. But with a little folding of arms, and poverty will come upon you. Don't you read your Bible? It is when you give, blessings come to you. And blessings, when I say blessings, I'm not talking about money. I'm talking about life. I'm talking about blessing. You know. <laughs> so Kelvin, when you were carrying him to hospital without me, it was your own blessing you were working for, not me. Yeah. Go back and work hard. Let this and most of the time those rich rich people they are they are not good Christians too. So I'm challenging those good Christians here. Whatever work area God has given you, rise up. I pray special grace on you. And you become that rich woman, that rich man that loves to push the work of God. That will make places for Jesus to be buried. That you give your uh, sacrifice to, to Jesus to be buried in. Like the guy gave his own. May God cause you to be a rich person like that. Amen. A rich person with direction and with guidance. No, with fear and intimidation. That you push the work of God. I belong to, I belong to um, IT auditors and cybersecurity experts platform me from Israel. I was supposed to even have gone for a conference. And during this war, if I tell you the monies, it's like they don't care about their company. I mean, when I join their WhatsApp group and they are talking, sometimes I'm quiet there. I'm just listening to what is going on. I see how even in their war, they are giving their everything. Day, one woman was saying his last one should go. I mean, it's, you, you, you realize that the Israelites whom through God chose them, they are really a giving people. Now you, through Christ Jesus, you are in this wonderful family. You must be a giver. You must not wait for people to ask you, wicked man, wicked woman. Every day you want people to ask you before you give. Me, if you ask me what you give, I'll tell you God has supplied all my needs. You'll be shocked. You see, because in this life, you must learn some few lessons. There are certain key people you should really rely on. 
by boldly being asked. In ministry, there are certain things you don't do. It's not for you. This one is ethically for pastors. So that your, your honor will not be thrown into the trash can. Because some people played with their honor and it has disturbed certain members. And because of that, those members are retaliating against the church by taking and not giving to the church. Because another pastor or another who whatever did something to them. You see? But it's, 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 you're helping the devil. I opened the devil. One day, I prayed for a certain man. He got very prosperous. He was coming to my church. And his car on the road, the bumper got stuck. He would not sit in the church. He was standing outside looking at his car bumper. That's where you see that wealth can control people. And giving is the only antidote to deliver yourself from watching bumper whilst you are preaching the gospel. He has forgotten that the money God has given him, plenty is in his account, and he can just go and buy the bumper right now. He has forgotten. Some of you have forgotten how you used not to have anything, and God gave you everything. So may God bless you. Amen. I pray this special prayer for you. That God will help you. Lift up your voice. Begin to pray that Lord, I'll honor you with my first fruits. Whenever there is a breakthrough, I'll remember you. Wherever there is a breakthrough, I'll remember your house. I'll come and give to your house so that there will be food in your house. You don't want your pastors to be comfortable. You are calling them. Those pastors who are not strong, they will fall into temptation because you don't support them financially. If you don't know, let me tell you. You know, deliver some, some weak pastors from temptation by supporting, be a supporting. Yes, I'm going to talk about it. I want to encourage you to be a giver. Yeah. Mandizo prezo teri ke paranda. Oh my God, ke paro se teriaba. Can you be on your feet? Lebros ke panda libros ke pendelebe. Mandu se teli ma iko doje laki dozende ke paro se teri luo me edazwandele ote ke parando ye aluze ke taro zeke parande aluke zu andelebe endaya alike zote ke ro se teria predoze taro se teria lami odoze ekarande kere padoze telia lebre kapande zu andelia labrizo tele kapando se teri kaba pray pray Lord help me. In the mighty name of Jesus, lift up your hands. All to Jesus, I surrender all to Him. I
I desire long life. Lord, bless me with truth and bless me with mercy. Oh, a truthful man with no mercy is, is a dangerous man. He holds, he holds the sword and he just cuts without thinking twice. Just ask the Lord, Lord, bless me with mercy and truth. A Christian who does not read, a Christian who does not listen to preaching messages in church, or by a Kenyan myself, we record the message in the crowd with tea. That's not listening to anything at all. But be a mouthpiece for God. Be under the feet of the Master. Listening to the master every time. What can separate us from the love of God? Again, Is it persecution? Is it money? Is it a care? A care? Nothing will separate us from the love of God. Child of God, pray. It is wrong not to be spiritual. It is wrong not to be spiritual. It is a sin not to be prayerful. Come on, pray. Robo Shatara Balaba. May you guide yourself not in your own understanding. How understanding is important, but how understanding without spiritual life is dangerous. Our truth is important, yet our truth without mercy is dangerous. Our love is important, but our love and our loyalty is dangerous. These things that we have learned, Holy Spirit, guide us in this truth. Guide our minds and our hearts. Let us see your glory and your beauty. The other day, when the Bible says Isaiah saw your glory, he realized he was a sinful man. In the sight of the nation, he was a prophet. But in the sight of God, he was a sinner. Help us have deeper revelations. Deeper revelations. Help us prosper. Prosper. In all that we do. Help us be financiers of God's work. Help us support God's kingdom. In the mighty name of Jesus, we declare. Help us remember you, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. Can you give the Lord a celebration? You can do it. Hallelujah.
substance. Let's bless the Lord with our substance. Hallelujah. Can we be on our feet as we have one song of praise to welcome our offering? Thank you. 